Sir Series sponsor is the Saka family, generously in memory of Joseph Saka. We were uh, reading Michamocha Bailim Hashem. We discussed that specifically before we recite the Amidah, before we turn to Hashem and enumerate our requests, our supplications, we remind ourselves that this world, sometimes Hashem is choosing to be silent and hidden, even we don't see His revealed, explicit hand guiding and providing. That's not a reason to despair, to give up, or to not turn to Him for our needs. That is by uh, choice, and that is by design, because Michamocha Ba'ilim, Michamocha Be'ilmim. Sometimes he chooses to be uh, mute in that fashion. Norasi Ilos, Yitzchak of Elohim says, Norasi Ilos, we're worried to say thank you for this revealed miracle. Kriyas Yamsuf, Hashem split the sea and gave us safe passage. But the concern was, if we say thank you, if we identify and focus on the revealed miracle, then it's somewhat explicitly, or implicitly rather, suggests that we're not saying thank you for the hidden miracles, as if the hidden miracles don't have value, as if there aren't hidden miracles all around us. Only when he reveals himself, only when we can see it, that's when we sing it. So therefore, no rasihilos, we're afraid, we're concerned, we're anxious to sing out for the revealed miracles because we don't want to suggest that we don't also see and acknowledge we're not also grateful for that which is hidden. And the truth is, osefela. The truth is, all the time, it's a pella, it's a wonder. All the time, Hashem, wondrously, you all the time are controlling nature, you all the time are behind the scenes, scenes you are manipulating and choreographing all that happens. We continue that the geulim, those who were redeemed, they sang a shira chadasha. So first of all, why is it called a new song? And if it is a new song, why in the feminine chadasha, not shira chadash? And what is this song? Shira chadasha shibchu geulim l'shim Those who were redeemed on the banks of the seashore, they sang a new song to you. What was the song? And why in the feminine? And who are the geulim? Only now do we refer to the Jewish people on the other side of the sea. Only now are they described as the geulim. Only now are they redeemed. So perhaps you can explain based on Rabbeinu Bachaya and Parshas Vaira, who writes there that Ga'alti, Ga'alti, that Lashon of Ga'ula, that language of redemption, that took place after Kriyas Yamsuf. This is a fascinating insight into the psyche of the slave, those who are oppressed and persecuted. That even though Hashem intervened, interfered, even though He did ten plagues to redeem us from Mitzrayim, Kol's man, as long as the Mitzrayim, as long as our oppressors existed, as long as they were in power, even though technically our servitude and our subjugation were over, even though technically we were no longer slaves in Mitzrayim, the ten plagues freed us. We had a level of redemption, one of the languages of redemption. But as long as they could and ultimately did pursue us, as long as they could chase after us, as long as they could return to want to oppress us, so that the one who was oppressed is never really free. They only are free when they have closure. They're only really free when the threat is eliminated. So it's only Kriyas Yamsuf. It's only when the Mitzrim chased us, pursued us into the sea, and the water closed on top of them. It's only then when the threat finally concluded, and it's only then in the context of the closure they got. That, says Rabbeinu Bechaya, that's when we were Geulim. The Ga'alti, the Ga'alti, the redemption was not leaving Mitzrayim. You're right, the technical slavery, the term of servitude was over. 
But the mentality, their ownership over our psyche, the fear and the anxiety, that continued until Kriyas Yamsuf. It took the miracle of Yamsuf for Vigaalti, and that's why only now the song we sing that is connected to Kriyas Yamsuf, only now are the Jewish people referred to as Geulim, those who are redeemed. Because they have that closure, there is that redemption. What is the Shira Chadasha? So the Nitziv writes, quoting the Mechilta. Mechilta tells Rabbi Yosef Aglili says, Ilu Amri Yisrael alayam Hashem Melech Olam Vo'ed, Lohaisa Uma V'lashon Sholetes Behem La'olam. In that moment of revelation, in that moment of contemplation, in that moment of clarity, if the Jewish people would have sang, not Hashem Yimloch, what's Yimloch? Which tense? Future. Had they said, not he will, but Hashem Melech, he is, then no one could have ruled over us. We would have been, we would have been at our strongest. We wouldn't have been vulnerable at all. But the people failed when they sang Yimloch instead of Melech, when they described it with a sense of hope and ambition and a future tense, Yimloch will rather than is. It was a failure in that moment and a failure that we have continued to pay dearly for. And therefore, says the Nitziv, it's called the Shira Chadasha. It is a new song because it's constantly renewing in that it is for the future. It's a song of longing and hope. It's a song of waiting and wanting for a time that Su Yisrael Kuma Be'ezras Yisrael. It's future. One day God will stand up. The rock, the Redeemer, will bring closure and completely bring redemption. So since we couched it and phrased it in a future tense, Therefore, it only happens in a future time. And therefore, the song was not a song in the present, but it's a shira chadasha. There's a newness and a freshness because it represents something which is still forthcoming, something which is in the future. That's the insight of the Nitziv. Rav Hutner has a different insight. Continue with Mir Tashem tomorrow night. Why is it shira chadasha? You see this in the Haggadah. Shir chadash versus shira chadasha. When do we describe that song of praise to Hashem? When in the masculine and when in the feminine? At least words still have genders. When in the masculine and when in the feminine? And what does that reflect in our hope for the redemption?